Second Corinthians chapter 9. Are you there with your Bibles? If you are there with the King James Version, can we read the first three words? Just fire. See, this today is a fire service. Please. It reads, and God is able. Everybody say after me, and God is able. To make all grace abound toward you. That ye, always having all sufficiency, in all things, may abound to every good work. Ephesians 3 verse 20. He says, Now unto him that is able. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all that we, we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. I have an illustration of the word balance that really blessed me. When we say balance, the idea some people have is a car with four tires. So the car is balanced because it has four tires. Or a chair with four stands. So it is balanced. But there's another picture of balance which was the illustration I talked about. For instance, if a captain is leading a ship or is driving a ship and the wave is about to capsize the ship, he needs to find a way to drive it to almost an extreme direction to counterbalance the wave. Are you with me? That's another picture of balance. So, if I want to summarize all I've been doing since the beginning of this series, I can summarize it in one word. Balance. Are you with me? I've been trying to bring the biblical perspective on money in a balanced format. Some of you some of the things we talked about, some of you have not heard them before, right? About the fact that money is the litmus test of a man's salvation. And we began to explain the dangers of an extreme prosperity gospel or the gospel of mammon. Where people make it look as though, or we have made it look as though, salvation in Christ Jesus is the ticket to being a billionaire. That's not what the Bible teaches. But if I also stand here and also make you think that God is not sufficient or God is not a provider, I've also gone out of balance. Are you with me? Now that I've shown you how that God provides and that God is not in support of covetousness, God is not a money doubler and a man that gives false hope, Christianity, or let me put it like this, material wealth does not signify that you are a better Christian. Are you with me? We cannot weigh your Christianity by how much money you have. However, I will be deceiving you to misrepresent God as the one who doesn't provide. And can I shock you? God is such a provider that if you come into his economy of provision, it would be as though the prosperity gospel is true. Are you following what I'm saying? It would be as though that, ah, these guys, for instance, even if you want to go by the numbers, the richest man in the world today is Jeff Bezos. He's an atheist. He doesn't believe in Jesus. He's worth $200 billion. Are you with me? And can I tell you the truth? You know, when I hear Christians say that if you are that Christians are supposed to be the richest people in the world, they're supposed to be the Jeff Bezos of the world. Let me tell you the truth. No Christian will ever be the Jeff Bezos of the world. Did you hear what I said? No true Christian will be the Jeff Bezos of the world. Do you know why? You cannot be a, a Christian, a true believer in Jesus Christ, and have 200 billion dollars stored up somewhere. And is accounting for nothing in the gospel. How can I? 
Why should I store 200 billion dollars in my account? And the gospel has not covered the world. Are you around saying? Do you know what 200 billion dollars is? Before you get to 1 billion, you will get to 999 million. Then you now enter 1 billion. And I have 200 of it. And this whole world, Jesus has not come. Ah. <laughs> Don't go far. Give me 1 billion today. See. Tomorrow, the whole, the whole Nigeria will know that uh, uh, the gospel has come to prevail. Jesus is in charge. First is first. You just find out that we are bought land. Newbridge City in, will start. I, I, I thought you would shout glory. The next thing you will discover 50% of all the B-Bots in Port Harcourt <laughs> will just see, Are you saved? Are you growing spiritually? What? Before I know, you just hear, we're having three crusades. Before, ah! No true Christian. But the richest minister of the gospel today is worth $700 million. He's not even up to $1 billion. So the question is, is it about how much you can amass or about how much God can supply for us to be sufficient for the assignments. Are you with me? Christianity is opposed to amassing wealth that accounts for nothing. Are you with me? However, Christianity is also opposed to not having enough to do what God has called you to do. Are you with me? Are you with me? I hope we are still friends. Can I tell you something? If the work of God in our hands require us to have 200 billion, we'll have it. Did you hear what I just said? That's the mindset of a Christian. What does God want me to do? Look at the verse we just read. God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you having all sufficiency in all things will abound unto what? Every good work. Not just that. You just believe in the local. Did I get that? I don't think so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Third John chapter 2. Third John chapter 2. Am I correct? Third John is only one chapter. So, third John he says beloved I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth so I said previously that God is not against your prosperity God is against you prospering at the detriment of your soul because he says beloved I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prosperity. So, in this context, the people who John was addressing, they were prospering spiritually. How do I know? The next verses will tell us about it. Verse 3, it says, For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. Like, in this context, their prosperity was that they were walking in the truth. Are you with me? So he's saying, as your soul is prospering, I want you to be in health and prosper. So, the, the, the and for every good minister is that first of all, my people are prospering spiritually. Are you with me? And when they prosper spiritually, I want them to also prosper materially. So I don't just want people who they pray in tongues and they are good and fervent in the spirit. But every time after service, pastor, that can happen at some stage, but at some point they should grow. I should see them Grow from the level of asking for transport to giving transport. Then they grow from the level of giving transport to buying a bus for the church. Are you with me? Then they grow to having their own car. Then having two cars. Having three cars. Then beginning to give out cars. Are you with me? They should grow from the level of I don't have a job to I have a job. They promoted me. I got a better job. Hmm. And I got a better job. And now, pastor, I want to start a company. 
And from there, we started two companies. And from there, we have a group. Are you with me? That's, that's, that's a good testimony. At the same time, I will not also feel, make people who feel like, oh, pastor, God has sent me to go into the mission field. That one has gone to the mission field for the sake of the gospel. For the fact it's not giving a Rolls Royce or doesn't, it's not driving a tear but does not mean it's also failing. Are you with me? So I can see spiritual prosperity and material prosperity and prosperity all around. Are you with me? That is why I want to take this teaching very serious. I want you to take it very serious. Because listen, I said something on Sunday. He says, who has believed our reports? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Listen, what you believe about God is what you will experience. Hey, I remember one day I went to a church and and I got into the church and I saw stage lights. So many stage lights. And I was like, God, all these stage lights. There's one that, like that. They call it moving head. One giant moving head. One like this. One piece is 250,000. I'm like, God, that can, as I then, as I then, that was some years ago, I said, that can change the story of our ministry. I said, that light, that one day, I said, God, they will not use money and do better thing is to buy this light. I was fuming in my anger, and the Lord said, I give them. He replied, me, I give them. I said, Ah, God, now wow. <laughs> he said, As long as you think it's a waste, you will not have it. If you say what you want to do is like this, oh God, this is what I want to do, this is the good work I want to do. He says, you have sufficiency unto every good work. If you say, okay, the good work I want to do, it's only 20,000 naira worth of good work. This is only 20,000 naira you will see. Are you with me? If you say, God, I want to do a good work of 5 million, you will see 5 million. Are you with me? Say after me, God is able. And we began to talk about the God who provides on Sunday. And I showed you that one major key to plug into God's supernatural provision is faith. Everybody say with me, faith. Can I tell you something? Take this teaching serious. <laughs> you will need it. Amen. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 24. Matthew 6 verse 24. Let me continue from where we stopped on Sunday. Sorry, 25. It says, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body. Or what they shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into bands, yet your heavenly father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit to his stature? And why take ye thought for the raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow not, they toil not, neither do they spin. Yet I say unto you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Are you seeing this? So faith is a key. Say after me, faith is a key. Say after me, faith is a key. I'm not hearing you. I said, say after me, faith is a key. Why is that important? Faith, like we defined in Hebrews chapter 11, is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. <sighs> faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. <sighs> I wish believers can get this. I know I've been using a, deep, a particular illustration, but today I'm going to twitch it a little bit. I'll talk to you in spiritual terms, and I believe you understand me. So, in the spirit realm, when God says a thing is there, it, that thing is there. Are you with me? It doesn't take time. For instance, God said, 
let there be light. And there was light. Are you with me? Immediately it happened. God said, let the plants break forth abundantly. And he said, it happened in the spirit. But if you study the Bible, after it happened in the spirit, it had to diffuse into the realm of the flesh. If you have listened to our teaching on faith, you remember I taught this thing, right? The reason people are looking at, looking at me. Okay. Genesis 2. Genesis 2. From verse 1. It says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. Verse 2. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. Verse 3. Jump to verse 4, please. He says, These are the generations of the heavens and of the, and of the earth when they were created in the day the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. First of all, why are you using that word generations there? Because when you say generations, it means this gave birth to this. Or this person has given birth to this person and this one has given birth to this one. Are you with me? So why use that word generations there? Hold that thought in your mind. Go to verse 5. So he says, this, the generations of the heavens and the earth in the day when God made the heavens and the earth and every plant of the field before it was in the earth. Are we seeing what's on the screen? Everybody read that verse 5 together. He says, God created every plant of the field before it was in the earth. Ah, so if he created it, where was it? It was in the spirit. So when God says a thing, that thing is already done in the spirit realm. Are you with me? However, it must diffuse into the physical realm. Something must happen to pull what God has said or what God has done from the spirit realm into the natural realm. Are we together? Are you with me? I need your response. Are you with me? So what does the spirit realm do? In order for you to hold on to what God has done, it gives you a substance. That substance is what you hold on to, to pull it from that realm to this realm. So he tells you faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Are you with me? So what God has done in the spirit realm must also be done in your own spirit. When your own heart has received what God has done in the spirit realm, you will be able to pull it from that realm to this realm. Hmm. I'm trying to teach you something. How to superimpose the reality of the spirit in the physical. For instance, God ratified our salvation and our redemption by, the, by Christ. Are you with me? When Christ died, was buried, and he resurrected. But were you there? Follow me. Were you there? How can someone, they told you someone died? How can his death, his burial, his resurrection affect you? So God must package what Christ did into a message called the gospel. When men hear the gospel... And believe it. When they accept what Christ has done, that thing that Christ did 2,000 years ago will now become their reality today. The Holy Spirit that was released upon the earth 2,022 years ago. Today, as you believe, you will receive that spirit and just the same way the early apostles spoke in tongues, you start speaking in tongues. You did not see Christ die, you. You did not see him buried. You were not there when he resurrected. But because you believe that substance that the spirit realm gave to you, that reality of that realm became your own reality. Are you following me? Hey, pay attention. Pay attention. So, that faith principle is the same principle by which God translates everything he has done in his realm to your realm. To buttress this point, go to Romans 10. Romans 10. From verse 15. Let's begin from verse 14, please. One, two, three, go. Verse 14. What does it read? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be. 
how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher verse 15 but they have not all obeyed the gospel continue are you seeing this so then faith comes by hearing are you seeing how that if you call upon the name of the Lord you will be saved but for them to call they must have heard first for them to get to the point where they can begin to call on the name of the Lord to receive salvation that thing that God did must be preached and when it is preached and people believe it they will not call meaning that what God has done in Christ when it becomes a substance in your heart you will be the one to call you know in altar calls today we are the ones that call are you with me by the ones that come and preach and say, oh, if you want to be saved, come out now. But he's trying to tell us that when people are truly saved, they'll be the ones to call. They'll, say, they'll be the ones to come. Are you with me? When what Christ has done becomes real in your spirit, man, when you begin, it, it dawns on you so strongly, what is happening is that the substance of Christ's work has become real to you. So he tells you, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So how can you have an evidence of something you cannot see? It is in your spirit, man. So when the gospel of Jesus Christ becomes real in your spirit, man, it has become substance. Are you with me? Are you with me? And when it becomes substance, you will come. When it becomes substance, you will call. When it becomes substance, you will believe. Are you with me? You will respond. The outward will begin to respond to what has happened inwardly. That is the same principle for every other thing. Are you seeing this? Open to Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. Everybody read Proverbs 4 verse 23. 1, 2, 3, go. It says, keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Why did he say keep thy heart with all diligence? Because that is where the substance is formed. Meaning, if the wrong substance enters there, that is what will come out. If you get to the point in your heart where you believe that God is not sufficient enough to take care of your need, that is what will happen. Are you following me? It says, keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues. If you feel that, oh, I must struggle to when I'm 60 before I become a millionaire, that's what will happen. Are you with me? If it's all about my struggle, if it's all about my labor, oh, I must, I must, I must. That's what will happen. Keep your hearts with all diligence. Once upon a time, they told me, they said, see, if you don't save money before ministry, you will suffer. They told me, do you know that that thing began to enter my heart? So when God now told me, go full time, I was like, ah, hey, I have not saved. I have not saved. Then one day, I now stumbled on that verse. He says, when I sent you without pause or without script, lack ye nothing. Hey, man, that go attacker. God, not, Jesus not even allow human beings to save. Okay. Now, is saving bad? No. Is it important? Yes. But Jesus is showing you something. That listen, I am bigger than your pockets. I know you may struggle a little bit to accept what I'm trying to tell you today. Because you see, there is what God is saying. And there is what, God, what your, your environment is saying. There is what the world is saying. Ah, Nigeria. In this country. Hey, Sapa. He had. I want to ask you a question. Since Nigeria has been hard, since that time, have you died? Answer me. Hey, you wouldn't want to answer me. Answer me. <laughs> are, are you planning to die? <laughs> are, you, are you with me? If you like, join the world to say, oh, Nigeria is hard. As you are saying it unconsciously, you are putting something in your heart. Say after me, in this land of Nigeria, in this land of Africa, I will be great. <laughs> hey. I'm trying to walk on your inside. Let me tell you something. 
God's allocation for you is not abroad, it is above. He said, He that is from above is above all. And see, I wanted to settle because he says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. I came today not to do a theological seminar, but to impact faith into your spirit for finances. That's how we started by reading, and God is able. The question is, is it, is, is it Nigeria too hard? It may be you, but is God able? Is it bigger than God? Is it bigger? I remember one day, I was going to Abuja for a program. And I was using a bus. And we passed, you know those places where you are passing through Akwanga, Lafia, Nazarawa State. All those places. And you see all those hills. And when you go to Gwagalada, I see they are entering into... Don't worry, we are going there soon. So it will be very easy for us to call those places. Karo, Lube, Use, and all those places. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I passed one of those hills like this. And I was like, Jesus Christ. How did, how did this thing come here? Then God was like, I created it. Then I told myself, if God can form this thing, I don't have any issue. I hear what I'm saying. If God can do this thing, have you passed Asso Rock before? I don't mean the building, no, not where our president is staying. I'm talking about <laughs> the actual rock itself. Have you looked at it and said, how did God do it? Have you passed through the seas before? Have you passed through that burning water before? If you are not careful, you may just jump inside out of here. You will say, take me, take me. <laughs> you will see the water from... It's, ah, ah, how did he do it? Then you are asking him, can he furnish a table in the wilderness? I hear what I'm saying. Has God's ability become real to you? Maybe you are judging him by your small, by that medulla that is inside there. Maybe you are trying to calculate him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do I get like this? Do you want to see divine provisions? Do you want to walk in the reality of supernatural supply? You must know it in your heart that God is infallible. The man of God, Billy Akani, gave a story years ago. It was in his book where he talked about tapping into God's unending resources. He gave a story that, see, that story scattered my head forever. So they were going to preach somewhere, hmm? and on the road, on the highway, their car broke down. Broke down and refused to start. Are you listening to me? So they came out of the car and they were calling for help, calling for help, calling, and nobody was answering them. Who will answer you on the highway? Everybody, <laughs> so you don't know if that person has called you like this. It may be Amber Bars, maybe. Are you with me? So they stayed there to the end of the day. Do you know what he did? He called the other brethren. He started singing, I know Maridima Livet. I know Maridima Livet. I know Maridima Livet. He liveth forevermore. So they began to worship. They prayed. Did fasting. You know, there's no food. So we just turned to fasting. They did that thing for the first day. Entering the second day. Somebody came. Drove to that particular spot. First of all, we gave them food. Gave them drinks. And said, he was sleeping. God showed him these people. He said, go to so so and so and so place. Meet so and so and so people. First thing you do is to feed them. Then you will now carry them to wherever they want to go. What can you say about that? The issue is, can God do it? Let me tell you something. All over the world, most people don't believe in faith healing. The healing by faith. They call all of us who believe in healing miracles, skeptics. They insult Ben Heen every day. Ben Heen and our, the pastors that believe. They say they are all faking it. But the question is, can God do it? It's not really about the men. Can God do it? I came to challenge your position about God. Some of you, okay, you got a job. You, you calculate your life based on the job. I am what my job says I am. It's a lie. 
You are not what your job says you are. You are, but my God shall supply. My God shall supply all my needs. According to his riches in glory. Your supply is not in your bank account. Your supply is in his riches in glory. I know you have been hearing this thing before. I know you have heard pastors say it before. But I want you to believe it now. My supply. Say after me, my supply. Is not in my bank account. My supply. Is not in my connections. But according to his riches in glory. Amen. Glory. Listen, I am trying to get the substance of God's divine ability to become real inside you. Let me tell you, in new breed, I can never, see, this work, we can never be stranded. We can never get to the point where we say, hey, church, we don't broke, we don't finish. In fact, God, there was a time when I used to calculate, okay, our offering is 2,000 naira. See, let me not talk. Let me tell you the truth. Ministry is not by offering. You people know what you give now. <laughs> you, even in this service, you know what you will give. Deborah, our chief financial organizer, you know how it's... One day, I tried to put all the offerings, the calculation of our offerings in one corner and the calculation of the things we have done in our corner. I say, it will never balance. I'm telling you, it will never balance. Oh. I remember one time, the time when we were preparing for these ACs, and I'd been, I was here declaring, every Sunday I would come and say, we'll get the ACs, we'll get the ACs, we'll get the ACs. <laughs> and at a point, I saw the way people were looking at me, like he has come again. Our pastor, well, we believe him. And so, I took a step. I met the woman. I said, okay, ma, give us this stuff. Can we do instrumental? I will pay. So you give us two first. And we'll pay half. Everything resulted to like 700 the first time. So I was like, hmm. Sorry, 628,000. So I was like, God, hmm. I think I sent her 100,000 after rigorous saving. Massive saving. Are you with me? So I sent her the money. And I was shikata. Lord, it shall be done. I'll come and say, if at that day when we installed, everybody say, hey, pastor. And they were all celebrating. They did not know that. And after the celebration, I had backyard work to do. So after praying and praying, I, at the point I got peace. Is this thing we are talking about? It's from your inside first. Are you with me? I got peace. Two weeks later, somebody messaged me. A lady. See, you know, as a God for as one thing God delivered me from as a pastor. I don't wave people again. Before I used to wave and say, ah, this guy, he cannot give me more than 10k. Oh, this one, he cannot give me more than 5k. But God has taught me now, I don't wave people again. Are you with me? So one lady that if I wanted to, then when I used to wave. The highest she has ever given in, her, in my relationship with her and this ministry is 10,000. So she told me, um, I want the church account. I want to give this seed. I want to really, there's this seed in my heart. The way she was saying the seed, the seed. So I was like, ah, that's like, we, think, we know past 10 king. Now today, me and Ada have grown up together. Ah, that she, 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 we grew up together, almost like my age mate. So that she even decided to get the account number is a testimony. Are you with me? Then, two days later, bank reached out to me. Say, Pastor, show there is an issue. I said, What's the issue? So somebody sends five hundred thousand at once, and it has not happened. You know, banks will call you. Say that even though it's a church account. Is a corporate stuff. So I show and lo and behold, 500 has entered. Aguando Sekete. You know that a meme that you like this. When you see the alert, they come like this. Immediately they told me, and I confirm it's true. I just got woman. Ma, just sell me your account number. Let us let the church pay the balance of the money. She was like, ah, what happened? I said, the church is about to pay the balance. 
of the money. We, the, the, we are paying it. After we pay that one, you know, me, a big guy. I say, you know what? Bring another one. <laughs> so, how many of you remembered? After we put these two aces, uh, one week later, you could saw around one day. You say, ah, ah, pastor, what is it again? You know why? God is able. So after me, God is sufficient. And because of that, I am sufficient. Well, maybe my own stories may not convince you. There are some stories in the Bible that must, that must convince you. First of all, like I shared in today's devotional in the morning, there is one miracle that I don't see today. Eh? It does not even make sense to me. But God did it. Now, I go for a wedding. I am Jesus. I go for a wedding. I did not want to go. My mother forced me to go. So as a good son, I went. Let's go. Eh? Let's be going. And their wine finished. Is it me that told them to marry? <laughs> Is it me that said you should marry? First of all, and also, your wine has finished. Does it not mean you should close the wedding? Wine has finished. Whose problem is that? They say he went for a marriage at Kina. Is the marriage the wine? Wine has finished. People have married. Go home. But no, they went and told Jesus that wine has finished. Jesus now decided to turn water to wine. Hey! I've said it before. He did not turn water to wine for a camp meeting. It was not for prayer ceremony. It was not. It was for wedding. Do you know what it means to turn water to wine? If it is wine to water, you know you can be diluting it, child. It eventually become water. But water to wine. Another, another testimony in the Bible that provoked my faith. That made me know that when it comes to supply, even if it will mean the heavens to divide, eh, God will supply for you. Hey, are you people in this service? Don't be distracted though. I'm not playing here. Listen, we are not playing. I've, I've known in my spirit that what I'm going to do, what God will have us do, it's not be based on any other thing but God. How many of you remember that story in the Old Testament, in 2 Kings chapter 6, where the Syrian army had encamped around Israel? Do you remember that story? And because of that uh, uh, encroachment and all of that, food could not enter. It was an olden days style of conquering a nation. So they would call, they, would, they call it hostile takeover, not the business type. I mean, they would just come around the city, block the gates. No food is entering. Nobody can come out to buy anything. Hunger, we just maybe we say, I surrender. So they would just take over the city and turn all of them to slaves. That's what they wanted to do to Israel. Actually, Samaria, and Samaria is a major province in Israel. So that's what they wanted to do to them. And they did it. And hunger began to kill people to the point where mothers were eating their children. Do you remember? And one lady saw the king. Let's open it. I think maybe you will enjoy it when I read it. People who don't read the Old Testament, they, ah, you are missing. Second Kings chapter 6, verse 26. And as the king of Israel was passing up by upon the wall, there cried a woman unto him, saying, Help my Lord! O king, and he said, if the Lord do not help thee, when shall I help thee? Out of the band floor or out of the wine press? Meaning nothing come out. Nothing come out. If you check wine floor, nothing day. Wine press, you know day. Band floor, nothing come out. How will I help you? And the king said unto her, what a lady? Okay, what is your problem? And she answered, this woman said unto me, give thy son that we may eat him today. Do you know how absurd this is? Give me thy son and we may eat today and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son. How does this, how does this sound? We boiled him. Hey, like egg. So we boiled my son and did eat him. And I said unto her the next day, give thy son that we may eat him. And she hid her son. <laughs> Slide. And it came to pass when the king heard, heard the word of the woman that he rent his clothes. He cried. That's, those are kings. In Jesus' name. Some of them, they say, hey, why no cuts for me make a shop? Chapter 7, verse 1. Second Kings chapter 7, verse 1. Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. 
Thus said the Lord, tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. Can I tell you something? Not to believe. Hmm? Decides not to believe in divine abundance. You'll be hearing. You'll just be hearing. Ah, God did it for that person. Oh, ah, how did it happen? You'll just be hearing stories. Eh? But you will not partake. Do you want to be like that? Come, am I alone in this class? Do you want to be like that? Can I tell you the truth? There was a time in my life when I said, when I hear people, hey, God supernaturally help this person. I said, no, not this story. I've come again. Like, for instance, some people come to me and say, me, I know they fall for church. If you like, may Holy Ghost scatter heaven. Let power break. I know they fall. Me, I know they fall. If you keep being like that, that supernatural experience where the Holy Ghost overwhelms a man, you will not have it. I, I was there too. Until one day I was in a service. I was even playing keyboard. The minister of God was preaching. And he said, Holy Ghost, move. Holy Ghost, move. And I started feeling like I should cry. But I was like, ah, if I cry now, everybody will be seeing me crying in this place. But the, the minister stood and kept saying, Holy Spirit, move. So at a point, I just stopped. And as I was trying to cry, I don't know when I just shouted, Jesus. And I fell. And I, while I was in London, I was still sobbing. Sobbing. I felt like something just left me. Like a strange weight lifted from me. I was like, ha. Huh. So this is what I used to prevent. Every time they say Holy Ghost move and I say me. Even if it is blame me, I'll, I'll hold myself like this. I will not fall. No way. Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes. But thou shalt not eat thereof. Verse 3. And there were four leprous men at the entering of the gate. And they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? If we... If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city. We will die there. If we sit here, we die also. Now, therefore, come, let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall die. We shall but die. And they rose up in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And they came to the uttermost part of the camp. Behold, there was no man there. Everybody read verse 6 together. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host, that they said unto another, Lo, the king of Israel had hired against us the king of the Hittites and the king of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight, and they left their tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. Let me tell you something. A miracle, eh? The Bible calls it the working of miracles. It's not like God is a magician. No. He will perform a work. There will, be an ex- there will be a natural explanation for it. But when you naturally analyze it, say this thing is not natural. Okay, you want to flee. Why didn't you carry your horses to flee? Instead, you left your horses and you ran. Are you with me? They left their horses. And can I tell you something? The Syrian army was not a small army. Go and read them in history. When they go to encamp around the place, because they want to make people hungry, they will not go hungry. The kind of food they will carry, eh? that was what happened here. The food was so much that the entire nation, the whole of Samaria, that whole province came out and food was so surplus that the word of the Lord came to pass. Let's read jump to verse okay let's finish this part <laughs> verse 8 and when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp they went into one tent and did eat and drink <laughs> say to yourself yes. and carried hence silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried thence also and went and hid it and they said one to another we do not well this day is the day of good, good tidings and we hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning, some mischief will come upon us. Now therefore, that we may go, let's go and tell the king's household. Are you with me? This was what happened. Jump to the verse 18. 
Oh, let's read from verse 16. So the news has spread that women, food don't land. Fuel has come. <laughs> Amen. No prophet has spoken no, in Jesus' name. Verse 16, and the people went out and spoiled the tents of the Syrians. So a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel according to the word of the Lord. And the king appointed the Lord on whose hand he leaned. That guy that was mocking the prophet. So the king now appointed him to be in charge. And the king appointed the Lord on whose hand he leaned to have the charge of the gate. And the people trod upon him in the gate and he died. As the man of God had said, who spake when the king came down to him. And it came to pass, as the man of God had spoken to the king, saying, two measures of barley for a shekel and the measure of fine flour for a shekel shall be tomorrow about this time in the gate of Simeon. That the Lord answered the man and said, Now behold, if the Lord should make windows of the heaven, how shall this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. What's this saying? He's saying, listen, when God has proposed to do a thing, choose to believe. The question is this, can God do it? Is God able? He says, unto him that is able to do, exceeding abundantly, above all we can ask or think. Say after me, Lord, I believe. Say after me, Lord, I believe. I know you may have tried. Maybe at some point, you have even done and done at some point. You are, you are hearing me right now. You are saying, Pastor, don't raise my hope. Eh? Don't raise my hope. I've tried. I'm hard working. It does not want to connect. Maybe I'm cursed. Listen, the blessing is stronger than the cost. There are some times when it looks like you are doing this, you are doing that, you are doing that, and everything is bouncing back against you. But let me tell you, don't let what is happening around you enter inside you. You must have heard the illustration before that the water around the ship will not make the ship capsize until the water enters into the ship. Are you with me? So many things may be happening around you. There may be issues around you. You have submitted application here. Every time you get a mail, you say, we are sorry to inform you. We cannot continue. You have done this. You have done that. But listen, keep it in your mind. I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me to do? It is not too hard. Say me, God, you are my supply. I believe in you. I believe in you. God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you have in all sufficiency. Do you remember that time also in Matthew chapter 17? They came and asked Jesus, don't you pay tax? <laughs> and the way Jesus responded, it was obvious that it's like he was not with money there. Let's, let's check that one. That will be the last one. Matthew 17 verse 24. And when they came to Capernaum, they that received tributes money came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? He said, yes. He pays. And when he was coming to the house, Jesus prevented him saying, What thinkest thou, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute of their own children or strangers? Peter said unto him, Of strangers. Jesus said unto him, Then the children are free, notwithstanding, lest we should offend them. Go down to the sea and cast an hook and take up the fish that first cometh up and when thou hast opened his mouth thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto them for me and thee listen do you know what I'm doing with these examples I'm showing you I'm showing you how God provided in the weirdest ways these examples I'm giving you are intentional I'm showing you how God provided resources in the most unlikely ways so what we are talking about here your own business is not how God will do it it's that God will do it it may be maybe one day, one man who was carrying coin from Rome, <laughs> some, some coins just fell inside. And gold just fell inside somewhere and the fish just swallowed it and it was giving him podgy. <laughs> Stomach wahala. Then Jesus said, okay, go. Then he was swimming and said, ah, maybe uh, another one is coming. This will deliver me. He now entered and they caught him and he died. <laughs> and they brought out the coin inside. There will be a natural explanation for it. But there's a supernatural impact to make that thing happen. 
Look at the previous story we read. Why was it that it was the period when the Syrian army were around the camp? The lepers now said, mm, let's just go now. If we stay here, we'll die. If we go there, we'll die. Can I tell you something? Many of the things you think are natural in life, they are not natural. You just see somebody say, let me just help this person. You just see somebody say, I will not help this person. Every night that passes, when I'm able to pray in the night, tramp, take the money devotion serious, people think it's a joke. Because somebody can pray this night and the person that told you, get out. You just wake up in the next morning. Make a just happen. Say after me, I believe. Bow your head us pray right now. Talk to the Lord right now. Talk to the Lord right now. Say after me, I believe in you, dear Lord. Say after me, I believe in you, dear Lord. There is nothing too hard for you to do. I'm not hearing you. There is nothing too hard for you to do. There is nothing too hard for you to do. I receive all you have for me. All the money I need for all you have called me to do. I receive. I'm not hearing you. I think we should stand up. Stand up. Chapter me, there is nothing too hard for you to do. All the money I need to do all you've called me to do. I receive. I receive customers. I receive clients. In the name of Jesus. I receive doors of favor. I receive doors of opportunity. Gates are open to me. In the name of Jesus. You are the God of all flesh. There is nothing too hard for you to do. You are the God of all flesh. There is nothing too hard for you to do. Lord, I'm open to you. I receive that opportunity. I receive that financial favor. In the name of Jesus, I see my finances grow. In the name of Jesus, I see doors open to me. In the name of Jesus, I see doors open to me. I receive divine provision. In the name of Jesus, begin to talk to him right now. Bless his name.